Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome. We are so pleased that you have joined us. It is here that we will uncover if my guest has had extraordinary discoveries in her life. The theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by John Park Wheeler. My guest today is Heather Driscoll, who is a mindset coach as well as an intuitive. In essence, Heather is a healer, but she is also a teacher of empowerment and leadership. That means that she can help you directly. Her mission is to also teach you how to continue to uplift yourself higher and higher because you're always your own best healer. Welcome, Heather. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Great. I'm sure that our listeners are as intrigued as I am that you are a healer. Were you born with this gift or were you taught? No, I was definitely born as a healer. Um, since a young age, I, I, I'm what you call um, an intuitive empath. So for those of you that don't know what an empath is, I have the yes. ability yeah, to feel other people's emotions. I feel like there's a lot of empaths and people don't know what, what it is, what the term is, but I have the ability and did since I was young, I can um, really kind of tune into someone's energy and, and feel exactly what they're feeling, whether they're anxious or happy and excited or sad. Um, and I used to compensate for that when I was little, like <laughs> if one of my friends was embarrassed, I would be able to like come around and try to make them feel better immediately because I knew yes. that they were embarrassed. Um, and then I also, when I was young, would see spirits by my bed. <laughs> oh, um, yes. They would wake me up. And um, I definitely was born this way. I was born with this gift. Heather, did you find it uh, overwhelming that you were able to feel other people's emotions? I did. Um, for a long time, I'll say that I didn't know that I was feeling other people's emotions. Yes. I just, I thought everybody, I thought everybody kind of felt the way I felt like, um, I, I growing up, like, especially through high school, I, I, uh, looking back always attracted people to me that were wounded in some way, didn't have a good family upbringing, you know, had a horrible childhood, and they were just kind of drawn to me and I could always feel like the deep sadness with them and the, the anxiety. A lot of them had anxiety and, and um, a lot of fears. And for a long time, I, I always felt that in my life. And then I started noticing that when I would leave the person, I wouldn't, I would be fine. I would be happy. I would be okay. <laughs> And I, I, it took a little bit for me to kind of tune in probably, I would say like my early twenties where I was like, wait a second, am I actually feeling someone else's emotions? Mm -hmm. And, and it, that's what really started, um, you know, opening it up to me like, wow, I'm actually, I can feel other people's emotions. And, and that's, it was, a, it's a big weight. It still is. I have to be very, very careful, especially coaching. <laughs> helping people. I have mm -hmm. to really be aware of my, my energy centers and my field of, I call it my little safety bubble, mm -hmm. um, so that I can allow their energy to kind of flow through me mm -hmm. and not stay with me because I, okay. I, when I was young, I would, they would, it would stay with me mm -hmm. and I wouldn't know how to get rid of their energy <laughs> and give it back to them. So, because I feel like that we all, we all have stuff to process and it's ours to process. Mm -hmm. So it's important for, if you are an empath and you're holding it to give it back to the person so that they can actually process it, which is what they came here to do, I believe. Yes. And um, a lot of people don't realize though, that uh, these emotions that they have or the healing that needs to be done inside their body they're carrying that as energy 
and um, when they talk about it, the energy, um, the frequency of the energy goes higher, and that's how you are able to feel that, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and and now that I know what I'm working with, I've I, you know I've studied with a lot of teachers, you know, in the U.S. from you know, Sonia Choquette, who's a, a meet, you know, intuitive and uh, a bunch of other teachers worked with them one-on-one -on -one where I really kind of had to get a grasp on myself and what yes. was happening with me and how do I channel what, I, what the information that I'm getting about people. Um, and, you know, a lot of people don't want to know, I found out like, <laughs> <laughs> if yes. I know what's really going on with them, sometimes I can go deep enough that it's not even in a conscious part of them. And, oh, and they're yes, not really yes. aware. Yes. Of what, yeah. They're not really aware of, you know, why this problem's happening. It, they just look at it on the surface and I can actually go deep enough to really kind of see what the problem is, even if it goes back to childhood for them. And, and, that, you know, I have to be very careful sometimes because sometimes people don't, that's why they're, it's subconscious still, <laughs> they're not ready to work on it. So it, it's kind of like I use that in my coaching now where they give me permission to kind of dive deep. Like, and that's what I say, like I do an intuitive deep dive with them and get really deep into, you know, you, you come to me for this problem, but I'm feeling from you that this is what it is. And let's start mm -hmm. here. So, so you, so you came with this gift mm -hmm. and, um, and you spent most of your, you know, childhood and, and adolescence, not realizing that other people didn't have this gift. And, and, and um, a lot of people who have special abilities find that out later. Yeah. And, absolutely. um, and so when you found out you had to, is it true that you had to learn how to protect yourself first before you could really use that gift to the best of its ability, like to best of its ability? Absolutely. I shut it down. <laughs> yes. So when I, I got to a point where I was my teen, I got pregnant when I was 17 with my daughter and her um, biological father was just very wounded and he was very depressed and just, you know, emotionally and physically abusive. And I spent a good portion of my, you know, 15 to I'd say like 21, I called it off with him. But I, I, I looking back, all of the emotions that I felt were his. And it became so much with between seeing spirits or feeling energies and then feeling his emotions and everybody that I just was like, I'm done. I like, get rid of it. I don't want to feel this anymore. So I just kind right. of numbed out and shut it down. Right. And to protect yourself, to protect myself because mm -hmm. it was just overload. It was like raw nerves. Just everything was raw to me. And that's really what I'm called as a raw empath where I can okay. go in and I can actually feel feel people's emotions like I'm them. So I can, you know, if somebody's really sad, I immediately will start to get this like lump in my throat and not like all of a sudden tears will form in my eyes or I, I sometimes feel um, physical. I can feel physical symptoms or right. if I know, um, that someone needs to speak their truth and they're not speaking their truth. All of a sudden my throat will start to close up and like, I can't talk. So right. I get, I get actual physical symptoms in my body that is theirs. So that was another thing too, where I wanted to shut it down because I was getting chronic headaches and I was, you know, I was not feeling well a lot and none of it was mine. <laughs> so I spent a good portion, um, just kind of shutting it down. I'd say from like probably 15 years old up until my early twenties where I started, you know, seeing people standing over me again. I, I mean, I have mediumship abilities um, and I, I don't use that a lot, but I have the ability to connect in with spirits. Um, so I, that, when that started again, it was kind of like, all right, there, there's something going on here. I need to really start to work with this. Right. And so when you say, 
um, medium or spirit. Mm -hmm. um, do you, uh, is it a connection that you feel them or do you see them? What, what, do, so, what does that uh, look like? For me, um, I'm, I function, I mean, we all have what's called clairs. So there's um, clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. So yes. they're basically the five senses that we have our five physical senses in the, in the physical world. And then there's five senses. There's actually more, but the main five senses that we function with on, on a spiritual realm. Okay. And, and so the, they are too like clairvoyance is clear seeing. So I can actually, I've actually seen um, spirits like so deceased people that have crossed over. Um, and then there's clear audience, which is hearing. So you're, you're talking the same senses that we have in the physical, there's sight, there's hearing, there's smell, there's taste, and there's touch. And so I, my, I function in clairvoyance and I function in clairaudience. Those two really kind of go hand in hand. And they say okay. that there's, there is usually a dominant one. And if I were to pick the dominant one for me, it would be clairaudience. I hear things all the time <laughs> and it comes in like a thought to me. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, the more I describe this, the more people will go, Hey, I think that might've happened to me because we all have these, we all function this way. We just have never heard it defined in this way, but so it will come in like a thought. So if I'm talking to someone and, and like, I have a client whose husband has died and I was talking to her and working with her the other day. And I could hear him, I could hear him saying something to me that I needed to say to her. And so it comes in, like I hear it. And then it's a thought, like you need to say this to her. And then I say it. <laughs> so okay. that's probably my strongest Claire, but there's also like people will all of a sudden have a taste in their mouth. They can taste like, you know, grandma's apple pie. All of a sudden, oh my gosh, I taste something or you smell roses and that, you know, or some sort of a flower that was your deceased mother's um, favorite flower. And then there's um, clairsentience, which is just, it's the clear knowing, like, have you ever been like, I don't know how I know this, but I just know this. Yes. It's just, I just know this. Mm -hmm. um, and that I get that a lot too. So they all kind of work hand in hand with each other, but usually um, the dominant three are the, the knowing, the hearing and the seeing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's fascinating. Mm. Um, and it, it, it really is. I've had a couple of times in my life where I've, for some reason, um, thoughts have come over me. I've been sitting with somebody and I just start telling them what's going to happen in their life. Yeah. And yeah. by goodness, it happens. Yeah. And it's not like I can will this to happen. It just, it, it comes you know, it just comes to me and then I feel compelled to let mm -hmm. that person know. Yeah. And, and I say to them, I don't know how I know this. I didn't yeah. know this before now. It's yeah. just come to me and I'm supposed to tell you this. Yeah. And um, it's incredible. Psychic abilities. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's incredible. And so is, is that the type of thing that you're talking about? Yeah. I, I mean, I have that actually, that happens to me a lot with babies for some reason. Babies, oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I can sense when a baby's around. So, and, uh, and what I will say is I can sense a baby around whether the baby's going to be born or the baby never was born, but is on the other side, whether, you know, whatever happened, miscarried, aborted or whatever, I can feel the energy of babies. And I, that's happening a lot more frequently to me now. That happened to me with my daughter where nine months before she got pregnant, I knew she was gonna have a baby and I knew the sex of it and I knew she was coming within the next year. So kind of spoiled the fact that I knew I was gonna be a grandma for the first time. Okay. But yeah, so, and, and she's pregnant with her now. And what happens with me now is I'll just be sitting in a meditation and I can see her face. Like, so I know that she's connecting with me Mm -hmm. And I know that she's preparing to be born and, and I can just see her and I can feel her energy. So, and this is awesome happening. Thing. Yeah. And this is happening all of the time. And it just, mm. it, 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 
it is just if that person like you, for instance, is able to have the gift to um, realize that to feel that to see that right. Yeah. And I think the problem with a lot of people not understanding this is just that they just don't understand why a lot of people will chalk it off. Like, I wonder why I had that thought. That's so weird. Why would I think that? Or I didn't just see that, that that's weird because when I do get a vision or when I do see a a spirit, the the way I describe it to people is like when you have a dream and you recall the dream and you're telling your friend and you say, oh my gosh, I got to tell you about this dream I had. And you start to describe the dream. It's like a movie playing in your mind's eye. You can see every detail and you can describe everything in the colors and where you were. And, and that's what happens when I see things or when I hear things and, and I'm told something about a person, it's almost like I can see a movie reel playing in my head and it'll, you know, sometimes it's connected to their past. Like if they had a, a an incident happened when they were in childhood that I can link to the problem of where they are now, I can see it playing like a movie and then I'll ask them about it. So that's, that's, incredible. that's what happens. Yeah. So that's what ends up happening to me. So, and I ha- I've learned to kind of shut it down when I'm not really working because it does get annoying. I have, I mean, it's really like, I'll be standing in the grocery store and the person in front of me, I'm like, Oh, you're not really a good husband. Are you, you know, like I start getting information mm-hmm. about people and I'm like, right. okay, I don't need to know that. What am I going to do with it? <laughs> it's not like I'm going to go to him and be like, listen, you really need to stop cheating on your wife. It's not okay. <laughs> you know, right. like I just, I can't do anything with the information. And, and no. it's really kind of the rule where, like I said, when I work with my clients and they sign up for coaching with me and we talk, I mean, they give me permission to, to, to go in deep. And so to do that to somebody unwarranted and just kind of approach them and be like, excuse me, um, <laughs> are you really that much of a jerk? No, <laughs> it's not appropriate. So no. I, I, you know, I don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've learned to kind of, if I start to get information, I'll just be like, okay, let it run through you and just go on with your business. Mm-hmm. And I won't hold the information. I kind of just dump it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I mean, that's uh, definitely the type of uh, skill that you could take home and yeah. take to the grocery store and take wherever you wanted, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it must be hard to actually turn that switch off. I mean, in the corporate world, you go to you go to work, and yep. uh, you come home and you try not to think about it or talk about it. And of course, that's why you have so much stress. But um, you really it you learn over the years to open the door and close the door. Yes. But with a gift like yours, it's pretty, I would think it was pretty tough to, uh, to close that. Yeah, it really is, especially like if, for me, I'd say the hardest time for me to tune, tune off, I'm extremely close with my husband, him and I are very connected. So intuitively, I don't even need to be around him. And all of a sudden, if I like, if he's stressed out about something, or if he's anxious about something, all of a sudden, I'm like anxious for no reason. And mm-hmm. I, you know, it happens with my children too. I, I immediately will pick up because it's such a heightened change in my physical body that it's like a humming for me where I'm like, okay, this isn't mine. I'm not, I wasn't even thinking about anything that would stress me out. So I need to find out whose it is. And okay. if, if I'm not working with a client and that happens to me, it's either one of my children or my husband. So I, mm-hmm. I, that is, that's hard for me because that just comes on. It's just because I'm so connected to them mm-hmm. that, that I can just feel the vibration from them. So, right. But it's also been a hard thing for me too, I will say, as, as an empath, I can intuit people's feelings, emotions. And so it, when I, especially in my 20s and young marriage life, turned me into a people pleaser. Like it turned me oh, into, yes. Yes. I, I have to make sure that they're okay. Because it wasn't just dealing with my feelings and my emotions, I was carrying theirs too. 
Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I really need to make sure they're okay because this is the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. It's a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. And so I was constantly like making sure everybody was okay. That was probably the biggest thing. Like people would say to me, stop asking me if I'm okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when well, I was it sounds young. Like, yeah, it sounds like it was exhausting for you for quite some time there. It was extremely exhausting for me, extremely mm-hmm. exhausting because it was a physical thing too, you know, where mm-hmm. it was like, I was constantly like making sure my kids were okay, making sure my husband was okay on an emotional level. And then we had physical, you know, businesses to, to run and take care of. And it, so it was just constantly, constantly running. And I would say over the past five years, I really started doing a lot of work on myself, mm-hmm. meditating and really connecting into my stuff. Yes. I don't have to fix it. Right. Can fix themselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that that is, that's a very, I'm good with my clients now. Like I'm really like, I can disconnect to the point where I can become the observer with them and just like kind of hone in and know exactly where they are, what they need. And if they're, you know, usually the clients I work with are really good about doing the work because I gave a lot of homework with my coach. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if they're, you know, really doing the work, then I can release that. Like, I don't need to take care of them. They come back the next week. We, we work on what they did over the week and, and whatever problems they have, I can easily help them through it. It's more my family that it's kind of hard to disconnect from and be like, Oh, my kids really can handle this situation. I don't mm-hmm. need to take care of everything and make sure everything's okay all the time. So, and my husband too. And, th- and they've gotten really good at, at me like, okay, it's time to let it go, Heather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they well, notice for me. <laughs> and there'll be people listening that uh, have some of these skills. Um, mm-hmm. I know I, I have... Uh, some of the skills. And I I found that when I paid attention, one of the biggest things for me is intuition. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, an intuition for those who don't know, it's uh, thoughts that uh, or feelings that come into your body um, Mm -hmm. that turn into thoughts. And those thoughts, if you uh, pay attention to them, take action, because they just come in and they whisper and Mm -hmm you've got to make a record of it because when it's gone, it's gone. They're not going to mm-hmm. knock on your door again and say, do you remember yesterday when I gave you that message? Mm-hmm. It's gone. And uh, if you're driving, it's hard to, you know, write it down, but um, you must take heed because sometimes these are warnings. Uh, they're, they are um, indications of what you should be doing for crying out loud, loud, it might be a whole paragraph for your book and you just want to pull over and write it down, you know? Um, <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and so that's, um, and, and the thing is, if you ignore it, um, it, it stops coming because you stop paying attention to it. Yeah. And that, our that's mind, kind of the shutdown. That's kind that, of that shutdown. That's that shutdown. And mm-hmm. um, your mind is always, you know, unless you're meditating, uh, your mind is, uh, is your roommate, uh, mm-hmm. that keeps, um, telling you a whole lot of things all day long. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's hard sometimes to differentiate between, uh, intuition and what your, your mind is just telling you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and it literally, I mean, I don't know there, I don't know one person that hasn't had at some point in their life, a moment where they go, Oh, I should have listened to myself. I should have Why listened. didn't, yeah. Why yeah. didn't I listen to myself? I had the feeling I should mm-hmm. have done it, you know? And I mean, yeah. I have a girlfriend who had that with a car accident. She heard, yeah. don't, don't take a left. Don't take a left. Take mm-hmm. a right, go right. And she was like, no, right's longer. Having the, the argument with herself and she didn't listen and she got into an accident. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, the override. It is. Yeah. And the dash of magic, um, that it is, but, uh, it, there's a, there's a part of us, uh, that we have that, uh, self-preservation and the intuitions there to guide us, warn us, you know, um, and that's the biggest thing, you know, you walk, you know, you walk in somewhere and you, 
you know, you think something's just not right here, but you say you just, you know, you, you, your brain just takes a hold of it and says, no, there's nothing here wrong. Everything's okay. But in fact, you find out later that I should have listened. I shouldn't have went there. I shouldn't have done that. And, and all of those things. So that's the intuition part. And a lot of people, the reason I'm talking more about intuition is simply because um, a lot of people do have that, but you know, with this clairvoyance, um, have you heard of remote viewing, Heather? Oh yeah, I've done remote viewing. It's it's awesome. <laughs> it's, yes. it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's a neat experience. It well, absolutely is a neat experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, the government has hired people to do remote mm-hmm. viewing. I mean, Stargate uh, was one yeah. of the most uh, the infamous. Uh, yeah. Um, program that the United States government uh, had and uh, Russell Targ. Yeah, Russell Targ. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's still alive, too. I know. He just he he just released a movie on this, this whole topic and this whole spies like us. I think it's called something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's a new release. Yeah, it's really incredible story. And they did like they trained psychics to remote view so that they could get in and (laughs) on our enemies and spy on them basically <laughs> with their mm-hmm. minds yeah you can go and take a look and see what they're doing and then yeah. bring it back and yeah what a job that would be you just have to <laughs> sit there and go places right i know exactly <laughs> so what a gift though uh, that you've done heather you've taken something that uh, at some times was a was a real burden to you and uh, you've turned it into a business, like what an entrepreneur you are. Um, <laughs> you've turned it into a, a coaching business uh, to mm-hmm. help others yeah. uh, find their way and their journey. Yeah, absolutely. That, what that's, is, go ahead. What is the name of your business, Heather? Um, I, so I have my coaching business, which is Heather Driscoll coaching. And then my mom and I have a, cause my mom is one of my great teachers too. Her and I are extremely close and we have a spiritual learning center called back to Eden. Beautiful. And yeah, it's, um, we actually have a physical location where we hold workshops and she teaches and I teach. And we also, um, you know, I, I, coach on zoom, especially now with the pandemic, <laughs> done more coaching on zoom than I have live. Well, yes. And thank God mm-hmm. we have pandemic. Have <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, the pandemic is doing good too, even though people may not see that it's, it's definitely calling people to go within that's for sure. Yes. Well, there's a whole shift in, in human consciousness. Uh, absolutely. That started few years ago and 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 with the pandemic a lot of people have um uh are finding out more of who they are Mm -hmm. because they're not going outside to uh, check with other people uh to see what they're wearing is looks okay and how their hair should they look the same as other people (laughs) you know what I mean absolutely absolutely um we end up spending more time with ourselves so how do people reach you and I'm going to ask you at the end of the call but I think that if people are listening right now they might grab a pen and 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 write down how they can reach you Heather Sure. They can call or text me and I'll give you my phone number. It's area code 860. And I'm in the U.S. I'm in Connecticut in the USA. It's area code 860-634-2196. And you can also find me on, we're on Instagram. I'm on Facebook under Heather Driscoll Coach. And also my website, which is enlightenmentmethod.com. Wonderful. Yeah. And so you're a certified intuitive personal life empowerment coach. Mm-hmm. I'm a also cert- a certified yeah, heart math coach. Heart math coach. Yeah. What is a heart math coach? So heart math is a, it's, it's a whole thing within itself um, where there's a resonance between the heart and the mind. And it's basically saying that your heart is your main brain and the monkey mind brain that we have between our eyes <laughs> needs to calm down. And it's the, it's the sinking between it's called coherence yes. where you sink between the heart and the brain and calm the body. And there's a technique to doing that. Um, 
where where you become coherent so that you calm your whole physical body, your mind, your brain, everything, and you're just able to function through life so much better than just just using the brain between your eyes. And how does uh, that help? What what's the process? What does what process do pe- are people going through in order to get to this point? Um, for heart math, mm-hmm. is that what you're, yeah. Well, yeah. we have they have a lot of um, tools that you can you actually hook up and it reads your heart rate. Oh, and I see. Yeah, it's amazing. So you hook it up like you can hook it to your ear or you hook it to your finger, and it monitors your heart rate and they have these um, tools where you're supposed to breathe in for a certain amount of time and breathe out. And it basically you're controlling the breath and it con- syncs up with the heart rate and it slows everything down and makes it all completely coherent. But you can actually look down and see it on a screen. So you can see that you are in coherence which, which the tool itself is amazing. And then there's tools that we use to get you to that state of coherence where you have to kind of think about a moment that you have never been happier in your life and get into that moment of happiness. And then you have to breathe in through your heart. So you would kind of picture the air as you're taking your breath in, going into your heart and then exhaling right. it back out of your heart. Right. In your heart while you're thinking about this happy memory and it instantly puts you in coherence. And so for me, like energetically, I know that you cannot be in happy and sad at the same time. Right. So, so you're, you're pulling yourself energetically, vibrationally, you're raising your vibration and that raise of the vibration into um, happy or, you know, peaceful is, is, making you become coherent with your heart rate and your breath and it's putting you at a state of ease. And just in case people don't understand mm-hmm. raising your vibration or raising your frequency, mm. Mm. are you able to break that down, Heather? So really what I tell people is scientifically we're energy <laughs> that's yes. been proven. We're slow oh, moving yes. energy. And so every type of energy vibrates. So if, if we're slow moving energy and the vibration of um, anger or sadness or some sort of type of depression, it, it, it's a lower vibration. And that's why you'll see someone who's depressed kind of with their head hung low and not a lot of energy and they don't really talk fast and they're not excited at all. But as you raise the vibration, meaning like you raise your mood, which Mm -hmm. moods come from thoughts. So it's really raising the thought to a higher frequency. And that frequency would be, um, I'm kind of upset right now, but I don't like where I feel. I'm gonna, so like say, turn the radio channel that's a frequency, right? And mm-hmm. I'm going to change it to happy FM instead of angry FM. <laughs> and, and I, and right. I start thinking about, so go back to the thoughts. I start thinking about thoughts that make me happy. And when I think about thoughts that make me happy, I'm like, there's no way at the same time I can think about thoughts that make me angry. So mm-hmm. I'm changing my frequency, which is raising my vibration. And when you raise the vibration, when somebody's happy, they have a lot more energy and they talk a little bit faster and a little bit louder and, and they have life inside them and you mm-hmm. can feel it. And it's infectious because when you're around somebody who's in a great mood all the time and they're so vibrant and they're happy, you want to be around them because they're bringing so much life and energy to the room and, and that's mm-hmm. infectious. And so is depression, I will tell you. You know, mm-hmm. when you hang around somebody who's sad all the time and negative all the time, it, it, you can feel it in your own energy field. Yeah, it's hard being in the company of people that uh, have those characteristics because their energy is at a low, they're vibrating at a low frequency, right? Right. And when we breathe into our heart, our heart actually, uh, the energy around us, how far does it expand? Like nine feet? 
Yeah, that's your that's just your auric field. That's true. I mean, that's yeah. that's just the auric field. We've got a lot of other, you know, we've got the causal field. We've got all different the emotional, the bot the emotional body. I mean, there's all different. <laughs> what is the causal field? It it's more like the thoughts. Okay. Where the thoughts are held and and changing the thought frequencies that are coming in. So, and that changes the emotional body and then comes into the auric field. And it's, it's just like all these layers that we have around us. Right. That we don't even know about. We just no. get up in the morning and have our shower and go to work. Yeah. And, and a lot of people just say, oh, I'm in a bad mood because, you know, uh, this is what happened to me yesterday and I'm still upset about it. And this is the way I feel. So that can't be changed which is not true. I mean, it's been documented that we, we think on average, I think it's 60 to 70,000 thoughts yes. a day. And of those thoughts, 90% are the same exact thoughts as we thought the day before. Yeah. And like 95% are negative. Right. And so it's time to change it up. You yeah, know, just kind of shake the you know, shake it up a little bit and yeah. uh, think up. And that's why it's good to uh, continue to keep stimulated with different activities, uh, reading and music uh, raises your vibrational energy. Yeah. If you, Absolutely. you know, and, uh, but uh, it's easy, uh, Heather, yeah. uh, for people to get into a slump and they don't even know that they're in it until they come out of it. Oh yeah. I, I <clears throat> Absolutely. They don't Absolutely. recognize it. They don't recognize it. And even if it. they do recognize it, they have been that way for so long, they don't even know how to even start to get out of it. Like yeah. they, It's just so, because we, we pattern since we're little. And then it's just, you know, how many times do people say, well, it's who I am. It's just how I am. If you don't like it, too bad. This is who I am. <laughs> well, know? and I mean, people handcuff themselves to themselves because they don't know another way and they don't, they don't want to try. They, um, you know, it's, it's a disempowering place to be. Yeah. I, you know, and uh, which is too bad, but uh, I'm really, really thrilled that you do what you do because, well, I wish there was more people like you, Heather, that were able to help people that um, are stuck or have bad things that have happened in their lives that um, they only think about before they go to sleep at night or they think about in the morning and then it disappears again. Right. And um, so it's just a wonderful gift that you've came here with and um, harnessed. Yes. And, you know, and, uh, and are able to, and you're able to uh, help as many people that you do. Now, your website, which website is it that uh, you have a free offering, Heather? Yeah, so I offer a free half hour consultation to, to work with you um, in my coaching. I have three coaching programs. It's in its enlightenmentmethod.com. Um, and what I do is offer that free consultation because I see if you're going to be a fit for me as a coach. And I want you to see if I'm going to be a fit for you. So it's the best way for people to really kind of say, you know, this is what I'm going through right now. I don't know if you're going to be a fit for me, but what do you think? And we can both make that decision. And I think that's, that's the best way to do it because nobody, Nobody wants to pay for something and then be like, "Ugh, I don't like them. <laughs> How yeah, many times I'm, have we been there? Like, oh, can't believe yeah, I bought that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is uh, it gives a little insight for people if they're kind of um, scared to try it, you know, maybe yeah. have some reservations. If they just have that half hour with you, they'll find out enough whether they want to um you know, continue with it if it's going to, if they feel it's going to be beneficial to them. Cause I know a lot of times that people are downright afraid to try new things. Absolutely. Right. Well, and I find more so than anything, people are afraid to deal with and face the problem because they don't want the pain. They don't, they don't, I mean, we spend our lives stuffing down the pain and trying to run from pain so we don't have to feel it and we don't yes. have to deal with those emotions. 
And, you know, that's the kind of work that I do. I get down into the deep stuff where it's like, <laughs> once you start to process those, man, your whole life becomes free. You, you, you don't have to hold it anymore. It's life-changing. It's <laughs> it life-changing. is life-changing. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many people hold that in their bodies physically. And that's tough. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that's true. And it takes a lot of bravery and a lot of courage. It's took you oh, yeah. a lot of bravery and a lot of courage to do what you do, uh, Heather. Yeah. And it does take a lot of bravery and courage and guts, eh? Uh, yeah. Or your um, uh, people that you're helping uh, to, to heal themselves at the essence of their soul, really, the essence of their being, to be yeah. able to take their light out into the world and help other people. That's exactly what I want to teach people how to do. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, and you never, right. You wouldn't even know that there was light if it wasn't for dark. So to get to the light, we got to go through the dark and it's, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so worth it. So Heather, do you feel that you've been called to do the work that you're doing? Mm. I, I feel like I came in, <laughs> like I had a plan. And when I came in, it was like, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm definitely called, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like, um, I mean, I, when I incarnated, I believe that this was my path. Like I, and I could see that looking back now from such a young age, like I said before, where I had friends, all of my friends had just horrible childhoods and horrible family lives. And I had this great childhood and great family life. The two parents have been married for almost 50 years now. And, you know, it was like, why are these people coming to me? It was just like the, the precursor for like, okay, get ready. You're going to need to know how to handle problems and like, you know, this is what, what's really out there for people and this is how you can help them. And so I feel like I, I definitely was called. I mean, I remember being like 19 or 20 years old, just having this knowing that I was going to help people all over the world. Like it just, it was like, this is what I'm going to do. Didn't know what form it would take, but I mean, now I look at it and I'm like, I'm creating a soul school. For me, that's my ultimate goal is to have this, it's called a soul school where people learn how to get back to their souls and find what they're here for. What, what did I come here to do? Because we're all here on a mission. We all are here on a mission. And uh, apparently we were very excited before we came here because of the work that we were going to do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And, um, but uh, I mean, there's people that believe and don't believe in these types of things. And, um, but I know (laughs) I have a lot of clients that go, no way would I ever pick this life? No way. (laughs) Well, the thing is, they wouldn't, they personally wouldn't have picked the life, but it doesn't have to do with them. It has to do with their souls, their soul and their soul journey. Absolutely. uh, What we have, the ideas that we have that we want to do with our life might not be the ideas that we're, our soul has. And sometimes that's why we, uh, we try to do something and we just keep on coming up against a brick wall is we can't because maybe that's the obstacle we're supposed to overcome, but maybe we need to pay more attention to how to get through over or under that, the walls that are in front of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. What extraordinary, just thank you, Heather. Mm -hmm. This, what a wonderful conversation we're having. Oh, I just love it. (laughs) I know we met years ago and we just yeah. fell in love with each other then. Yeah, it's and awesome. still, yes. So what extraordinary discoveries have you found in your life or have you oh. found an extraordinary discovery? Yeah. Yeah. I would say the most extraordinary discovery came on. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. It was sure. a, breakup, a breakup. I was um, 25 years old. I was a single mom. My daughter was six years old. And I had a, a lot of limiting beliefs about myself. Um, and I had like 
you know, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Nobody's ever going to want to be with me. I have a child. Um, I'm going to be broke forever. I mean, and so that's what was showing up in my life. (laughs) Every, every, every thought I had was like, Oh, here it is. There it is. (laughs) Yeah. And in one week I had a bankruptcy uh, foreclosure on my condo notice and uh, my car got repossessed. And then my boyfriend and I had broken up and it was like every fear that I had feared came true in one week. (laughs) And so I, my sister flew me out to Chicago to go be with her because I was like in mental breakdown state (laughs) and uh, on the, in the airport on the way home, I saw a book that it was called the creative visualization workbook by Shakti Gwain. And in an airport, like I've never, ever, ever seen a book like this. This is like divine intervention for me. This is the moment of aha, where I I saw the book. I was so drawn to it and it was a workbook. And I was like, what the heck is this? And so I started reading it and it was use the power of your imagination to create what you want in your life. And I was like, no way, (laughs) it doesn't work. All right, it does. Let's try it. (laughs) And so for the next three months, I worked, my daughter was six and she would, she would work with me with every night after work, I would lay with her on the living room floor and we would cut out pictures and magazines of the husband I wanted and what I wanted him to say to me and the house that I would have and my horses I would have. And just like got really big. It was like a one-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year. And I just kept being like, this is so much fun. And it was, I was in the energy of like, make believe, I guess, you know, like it possibility, was possibility. And like, really your thoughts really do change things. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing for me was, I'm actually looking at the page right now where I, I, I cut out in that magazine. It said, where have you been all my life? Because it was the one thing that I wanted my future husband to say to me, because I wanted to know that he was looking for me just as hard as I had been looking for him. Wow. And so I put that down and underneath it, there's a woman in a wedding dress. And, and, you know, I wrote, I love my husband and being married and just like all these positive things. And, and so I let it go. And turns out my husband was my next door neighbor. (laughs) He lived there. He lived there for two years and I never met him. I was dating somebody else. He was dating somebody else. And my daughter went out to kick a soccer ball one evening. I was cooking dinner and I heard her talking to somebody and I looked out and he was kicking the soccer ball around with her. And, you know, I, I went outside and we started talking and I was like, wow, we have a cute neighbor. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> when did that happen? Long story short, we went on three dates, which he asked, when can I take you and your daughter on a date? And he took us fishing. And on our third date, we were sitting down together and he said, where have you been all my life? No way. Yeah. It was the moment of, you've got to be kidding me. Exactly. (laughs) Your thoughts really do. When you, when you, like Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. And, and I had been looking at things like, I'm never going to have, I'm always going to be broke. I'm I'm never going to meet somebody that's going to want to be with me. And I spent the last three months visualizing the man that I wanted to meet. And it was just like, he was my next door neighbor of all things for two years. And I never knew him. And so needless to say, everything else in the book happened. Everything that I wrote down from my horse farm to this business now that I have created, everything that I have written down has happened. What a testimonial, Heather. That's fantastic. And you know, it's so easy for people to to subscribe to uh, the negative words, like I'll never have this and, and, and be down and believe and then that happens, but you just change it. And look at the kind of life like you went from bankruptcy and all of that to look where you are today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My husband and I created, yeah, we had, we created a business, extremely successful business together and beautiful house and horse farm and three beautiful children. And I mean, it just, I love my life. (laughs) Like, I mean, I I really, that's the one thing that I, I, I feel like for me as a coach, 
I need to be authentic with my, with my people that I work with. Oh, yes. Yes. That's wonderful. Listen, I'm not afraid to tell you about the crap that I've been through. And I'm not afraid to tell you that I've been there and I've had those thoughts and my life was horrible. And, but I did the work to, to, to get to where I am now. Well, yeah, you're the walking, talking example. Yeah. And that's, that's what I like to work with, with my people. Mm -hmm. Mm. How wonderful. Where can people reach you again, Heather? I'm sure people are going to (laughs) be texting and calling you and and emailing you. Let us know, Heather. (laughs) Sure. So phone number is area code 860-634-2196. You can text or call. And then my website is enlightenmentmethod.com, all lowercase, all one word. Um, then my, you can find me on Instagram, Heather Driscoll coach. You can find me on Facebook, same thing, Heather Driscoll coach. And, um, yeah, email is driscoll.h at gmail.com. Thank you. And it's Driscoll. D-R-I-S. C-O-L-L, Driscoll, two double (laughs) L's there. Correct. Thank you so much to my extraordinary guest, Heather Driscoll. She has lots to tell, uh, had a lot to teach us today, and she's got a lot more to teach um, anybody who would like to reach out to her. This is Rhonda Grant with The Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com.